Greetings, adventurers, and welcome back to another episode of A Game Called Quest. Thanks so much for being here with us today. This week again features our good friend Tyrone and the amazing work of J.N. Butler's Monster Manual. I hope that you enjoy the fun times that we have in store for you today. One content warning, this episode does contain mentions of kidnapping, um, and if you're worried about what the outcome of that will be, and that might be triggering for you, I can share in the description box at the bottom a spoiler about how that winds up. That's all I've got for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Let's jump in. Our story continues with a flash of white light. As four of our friends wake up, you can hear a slight twinkling of some kind of magical energy and as you start to take in your surroundings, you start to see these beautiful gems lining a wall. It's very different from the setting where you just were, uh, but a moment ago, you think. You have a flash for a moment of a wood cabin, a window, a small flame, a series of forged pages, and then a booming woman's angry voice as you looked up and saw an angelic creature before you, and then now you're waking up. As you look around the room, you can see sort of a rocky cave-sided wall. Again, there are these little vines of shining gems coursing up the sides. The floor beneath your feet is rocky and gravelly, and as you sort of come into consciousness, uh, Gray, Zach, and Dr. Turtle, you are bound. Your wrists for um, Gray slash Yuselga and Zach slash Thorn are tied together behind a chair. And Dr. Turtle, you are completely bound to the back of a chair. For our third friend, uh, Newt, you are... <laughs> You're not bound, but you are sitting in a chair, and as, you're, as your vision come, becomes clear, you do see before you your mother, the tall, speckled uh, woman with large, angelic wings and a stern expression, a thick braid falling down her back and anger in her eyes. You all come to consciousness and see the same thing. What do you do? This is this is probably fine, right? This is Hello. Probably fine. Um, it'll it'll be fine. Is anyone there? Yeah, we're here, Turtle. I think. I think. <laughs> you can see you're not <laughs> blindfolded. If you look to the side, you do see your companions, uh, minus Zuri. Zuri is not with you. Zuri. What have you done with Zuri? Your friend, let's call it collateral. Collateral for what? For what me finding out what's going on here. I suggest you start explaining yourselves. I don't think we know what's going on either. Can you uh, catch us up? I mean... People start going missing, and then a group of intruders appear. With the help of my son, of all people, appear inside of the temple unannounced? It doesn't take a genius to put that mystery together. 
Yeah. I think it does. I'm a little confused. <laughs> uh, uh, who went missing? Ha, very funny. Various people throughout the town. The blacksmith, several children. Oh, um, they might not actually know any anything. Like, they seem super not from here. <laughs> All right, calm down for a second, son. <laughs> you can close your mouth because... I thought that it was simple. I thought you were just breaking into the temple to, like, steal some papers or something like that. But this is ridiculous. The fact that you're working with these criminals. Whoa. Criminals. I'm just an intergalactic space turtle. So you're not... You three aren't the kidnappers? Oh, there's a kidnapper? We're far from from kidnappers, I think. I mean, if we were to look at... The situation that we have right now, I feel like most people would say that we are not the kidnappers and that maybe someone else here is likely the person who is doing the kidnapping. She gives you a glare. Yeah. Yeah. You could almost say we were kidnapped. (laughs) Hmm. I did what needed to be done. Oh, oh, great. Is that what you're referring to? I mean, like, I thought we were we were kind of kidnapped from our own world, but... Oh yeah, Could we're you okay. Undo yeah, we're like double what needed to be yeah. done. She looks very confused. <laughs> and then she turns to Yasolga and she says, I recognize you. I've read about you. <laughs> Go ahead and make a roll, Gray. <laughs> this is what happens when you make a famous magician. Uh, I got a seven. All right, so, um, that's a tough choice, I believe. I need to be better at remembering what these numbers are. Yeah, that's a tough choice. So, so she recognizes you. Uh, there, obviously, there's already something not great about uh, your past that she recognizes. But the tough choice here is either there's more than one bad thing that Yusolga has done that you will now remember, or part of the memory is a lie is false. Oh, all right. Well, let's go with that one. That's fun. Okay. So the first thing, um, which people who have listened to our previous episodes uh, and our episode zeros will know that in in Yasolga's episode zero, he had a negative interaction with a reporter, a reporter by the name of Maury, who is, a, it turns out, is quite a well-known news anchor of the scrying variety and also a well-known writer of Maury's stories. Uh, And so what you will know, the first part, uh, which, um, well, you don't know what part is the lie and what part is the truth, actually. Uh, What you would know is that that story uh, is um, circulating quite widely now. You start to remember uh, this interaction with this reporter, uh, and you also remember a previous interaction with this reporter. You may or may not have been in an interview where you were, one, very rude (laughs) and shown to be such, and two, uh, your magic was uh, publicly shown to like there it was caught on camera your magic was caught on camera in a way that uh was shown to be extremely 
uh, manipulative mind magic. So, uh, Yasolka is known, according to your memory, for being just not very good with the press, first of all. Being pretty rude in general, and also for having a sort of manipulative borderline evil magic. All right, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's 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 great. That's such a good thing. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, inside uh, Gray's head, he's like, "Oh man, are you kidding me?" And <laughs> ju- just feel feels an inner shrug <laughs> from, from somewhere else. Amazing. Uh, uh, um. So, <laughs> so yeah. So she uh she walks around to the back of the three of you and she says I need a reason to trust you do, do you do you like the monarch <laughs> give a wavy motion of my hands like eh behind, behind her you can see Tyrone kind of like maybe don't bring that up <laughs> like is a delicate word cooperate more like Hmm. Why are you here? If it's not, what even brought you here? We're closed off to visitors. There shouldn't be anyone. We shouldn't be having anybody showing up here at all. Yeah, that's why I was helping them out. It's, if they're not supposed to be here and they are here, then that is probably one of those religious destiny things you're always telling me to believe in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. I was going to say magic, but religion works too. Eh, magic, religion. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> um, she takes a few steps, um, her feet kind of dragging along the gravelly ground, and she goes, I might have a proposition. For us? We're open to uh, options. I have to stay here to protect what's left of the village. But I believe that I have tracked the last victim, the last person to disappear. They were an acolyte. And through the connection that we all share, I believe I have managed to track their location. I see no reason why sending the three of you on a dangerous quest could hurt me or my people. Either you die and don't come back, or you solve my problem. You mean the four of us, right? You're going to give us Suri back. You're not going to hold her the whole time, are you? Do you know what collateral means? <laughs> yes, I know what it means. I Is this like a quick mission? Like, in and out? Or are we talking like... If are it we was talk, a quick are we ta- mission, don't you think I would have done it myself? Uh, uh. Well, we have collateral, too. Ooh. We do. <laughs> we what do. collateral? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the guy who's been helping us. He's not tied up, Turtle. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, friend, do you want to come with us? Since you're kind of the reason we're in this predicament. Yeah, you're collateral. Right, collateral. Consider it community service, Newton. Oh, she used your full name. Oh no, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm reverse house arrest. Somebody please stop me from leaving. 
Um, so what? She. What do we? What do we get out of it? Because you haven't. You haven't. You said you want us to do the mission, but what are we getting out of it? Is there something that you want besides your freedom? Oh yeah, we want the pages to the master's book, or just to look at them at least. She. Uh, okay. Uh, when you say that, she closes her eyes and then opens them, and there is just this bright white light emanating from them. It fills the entire room, uh, and you can feel it going much, much further than that. She takes out a hand and manifests a sheet of paper. It is not a page from the guidebook, uh, it's actually a map of this area of the forest. She draws her finger along a space between the trees and then circles a specific area. It starts to glow a little bit and then she closes her eyes again and the light recedes and she hands you the map and she says, do this for me, rescue my people and we'll talk about what I can do for you. And for a moment that harsh demeanor is gone and you can see a genuine concern and fear for the people in her village that have disappeared. And she hands you, she hands this map to whoever will take it. I'll take it. I, I'll i take it after he tries to move because he's tied <laughs> <laughs> to the chair. <laughs> she, takes, uh, she takes her sword out of the hilt and lets go of it and it floats around to all three of you and slices your binds. Is there anything else that anyone would like out of this scene? Any questions you have for this person who knows a lot about the world <laughs> that you're currently in? Yes, I, I get the feeling, Rose, that you want us to ask questions. I, I'm d- you will have other opportunities to talk to her, too. I just want to plant the seed. You don't have to ask them right now. Um, um, just yeah, like I in, think... in passing, as, as we're, like, headed out... Uh, Grace is going to be like, uh, yeah, so that, like, like, me is not really, like, me right now, but, like, <laughs> I, you know, I understand that you think I'm, like, somebody else, but it's kind of different right now, although I think, I think they're here, too. And then he just goes. Um, as Tyrone... As Newton is leaving the room, the last one, uh, she whispers, Even if your new friends are not criminals, I still don't approve. They are very strange. (laughs) And with that, we are going to jump ahead. The journey is not very far. Um, As Oh, unless you guys want to go, there's a magic shop in the village. There's a couple other places that you haven't gone to in the village if you want to try to go trade anything. Or do we have anything to trade? I mean, we have our weapons and we have uh, like the mat. Well, Zuri had the magic compass. Yeah, we don't really have much to trade yet. Um, yeah, I think I think I think I, I think Zach is eager to go because we don't have Zuri. And I feel like with like his recent connection with her, he's not eager to lose another friend. Mm, <laughs> we yeah. already lost Maya and we've now we like Zuri is being held somewhere by some magic person. Um, so I think he's ready to go. But if, if you guys want to stop and take a detour, I'm down for that. I think, yeah, I think, I think, 
I think Gray is ready to go, but uh, just out of curiosity, what what else have we not? Are we aware of that we haven't visited? Um, there are a couple of like little shops. The blacksmith is closed, um, but if you wanted to go and try to learn more about what happened there, you could. There's the magic shop. There's a couple of food spaces. There's a lot of areas of the temple and people that you haven't really talked to. Um, but we can also. Uh, you've gotten most of the information from the solar one, so uh, you guys can just jump to that. I will say, uh, as you're leaving the uh, the crystal catacomb, uh, which is where you were, we get a shot of all four of you guys. You have on these. It's uh, apparently as you like as you're leaving, you realize you have on these like weird glasses um, with one. Uh, purple shade and one green one and if you take them off it's completely dark and you can't see anything and if you put them back on you can see the pathways going in different colors throughout the catacombs and as you're walking out you do pass a group of unicorns just chilling cool what's up dudes are they there like if I take off my glasses are they still there they're still there, but you can't really see them because it's so dark. Cool. Night vision. Move along. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, oh. You guys just stare at the unicorn <laughs> for a few minutes. And as we fade out from that scene, our main party trundling their way out of the Riftwood Village gates and off into the woods. We follow the footsteps of the solar one. She walks back through the beautiful gardens and re-enters the crystalline cave, winding her way down the empty hallways until she comes to a door that even the audience does not recognize. And that's where we're going to go to commercial. I'm really excited to be featuring J.N. Butler's Monster Manifest. J.N. Butler is a neurodiverse, non-binary, genderqueer illustrator and TTRPG content creator. And they are the amazing person that brought you the NPCs that you have met so far in this arc and will continue to meet as we explore the rest of the Riftwood Village. The Monster Manifest is a perfect supplement to your quest game, whether or not you are trying to emulate or add content from another TTRPG or whether you're just new to gaming and you want ideas for cool NPCs, this is a really good supplement for you to use. I definitely had an awesome time just reading through the manual and also finding things that fit with the story that I wanted to tell was easy and fun and exciting. So you can access JN's work at jnbutler.art. Uh, You can also access the Monster Manifest by leaving a review or tweeting about a game called Quest. We've got 10 free Monster Manifests available for GCQ listeners. So tweet about how awesome the NPCs were in this arc uh, or uh, post about it on Facebook or Instagram or leave us a review on Podchaser or iTunes. And give a good big shout out to the amazing artist, J.N. Butler. And uh, the first 10 people that do that will be getting access to the Monster Manifest. So once again, 
spotlight, spotlight, spotlight. Jay and Butler, thank you for collaborating with us and just being excited to share your work. Everyone go support JN, they're a star. After a long journey, you've arrived in Arcanus, the worst place in the world. Here, you'll delve into unhallowed tombs and twisted forests. Maybe you'll even do some good, if you can live long enough. In Darkest Quest, you play as heroes in a terrifying world, fighting evil as it encroaches from all sides. GMJ is a professional game master who has been GMing for over 20 years. His players have dubbed his games Roleplay Heavy with rich world building and delightful action and tension. Sign up to start playing at startplaying.games. Bigotry is not accepted at the table. A Game Called Quest is proud to be part of the Audible affiliate program. Audible is an amazing way to find and access tons of great books and stories. If you think about it, audiobooks were really the original podcasts. You can get a free one-month Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash a game called quest. That trial includes one token for a free audiobook. So we have left a list of fantasy books written by POC and LGBTQ plus authors that we recommend in the description box. Get the joy of listening to great fantasy stories without the frustration of having to wait for the next episode of the podcast. Try Audible. And let's get back to the episode. Zori, you wake up. The last thing that you remember is being in one of the small cabins in the temple of the Order of the Master uh, and having a domineering, sword-wielding, acolyte-leading woman walk in on you, your friends, and one new compatriot as you were attempting to learn more about the guidebook, reading these pages but not having much luck. And she walked in, saw you, and then this light filled the room, and then you woke up here. You wake up in a dark space. You can't really see it. Your wrists are bound behind your back, and you're sitting in a actually pretty comfortable wooden chair. Um, it's got like a cushion at the seat, um, but you're sitting in the dark with your wrists tied behind your back, and your feet are not bound, but you are tied to the chair. There's no sound coming from around you for a few minutes. And then you hear some horse hooves coming from behind you. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? Like, uh, Esri's like, uh, after she wakes up and she's just looking around, confused and she sees that she's tied up and she's like oh I knew that I should have gone to scout girls camp I don't know why I did not do that and then she's like (laughs) trying to like wrestle with the um, ropes but they're like hurting her hand a little bit like she's getting a bit of a rope burn so she just stops 
Um, and she's just like bouncing in the seat, like feeling like the cushion. And she's like, oh, that was nice of them. And then as she's like just doing this stuff and thinking about what's going on and like she automatically realizes that she's captured. So yeah. she's like, okay, well, this is my life now kind of situation. <laughs> you and know, she's like sitting there <laughs> and she's like, oh, there it is. And then uh, she hears a horse hooves and she's like, oh, well, that's that's a little different than what I've seen in media. So she's just like. She's like, did I get kidnapped by a horse? And she's just like, like sitting there. Yeah. So when you, if you peer over and look behind you, you can't really see that much in the dark, but you can see like a slight sort of glowing outline um, of a unicorn. She immediately, like, she was, like, peering behind her with squinty eyes, and then she just looks forward, and she's like, oh, okay, I see what's happening now. I'm dead. This is, uh, <laughs> this is the afterlife. They're trying to choose what to do with me, and I'm dead, and that is God, and that is it. <laughs> she's just sitting there. She's like, yeah. hello, God. How's it hanging? Speaking of hanging, let's jump back to our friends who are hanging in the woods. And so we flash forward. Uh, we get a couple of um, scenes of the four of you guys kind of trudging your way through the forest back into this sort of supernatural wood uh, where we've got all the similar things to before. There aren't, there isn't another tree like the one that Zuri had eaten the metallic apple from, but there are all manner of strange uh, creatures crossing your path, all manner of odd uh, plant life, and you know, there's even like those floating islands, like uh, what we saw in the first uh, travel through the wood. Um, is here's something I'd like to know. What is something that each of you learn about each other while on this journey? This specific journey or like the overall journey that we've been? This specific journey, what is something that you share with the group um, about, your, about yourself? Oh, okay. I thought we were supposed to like make up things about other characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it possible for us? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do Is that. it possible for us to do this in a role play? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So Newt, right? Uh, yeah, and forgive me, your name was? Dr. Turtle, they, them, and Turt pronouns. Uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance again. Uh, what was, you had a question? Yeah, so... What's your deal? <laughs> um, I don't really, I mean, that's, there's a bunch of stuff I guess I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I mean, you've met my mom, she kind of runs the temple, blah, blah, blah. Um, if you'll notice, uh, no big fancy walking stick. Um, and that's because, like, not to sound like the uh, protagonist of a bad play, but I don't really have a thing right now. Um, there's supposed to be like this divine inspiration moment that happens and you find a thing you're supposed to be doing for the temple. Um, I kind of don't love being at the temple all the time, so I leave a lot. For reference, the, the, the staff that, that Newt is talking about, 
Uh, every acolyte in the temple has a ornate wooden staff with a specific symbol on it that represents who they are at their core. Right. Continue. But you let your mom boss you around? I mean, you gotta do something. They're, people normally don't come in and out of the Riftwood all that often. Mm. Also, have you met his mom? That's oh, is she the, a little uh, scary. <laughs> the five foot flying sword thing also kind of backs the uh, the authority up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we let his mom boss us around. So I, I mean, what yep, are you yep. giving him crap for, yep, Turtle? Yep, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've learned a little bit about Newt. Um, I think. What do you guys think? You each other share. Everybody else shares. If it makes you feel better, Newt, my entire family abandoned me and left me on this godforsaken rock. <laughs> Newt. <laughs> um, that's super rough. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is rough terrain, you might say. Yeah, Gray is definitely doing exactly exactly what I am doing in in real life, and just like <laughs> just stopped and like what? <laughs> Wait, you didn't know that? <laughs> did you even <laughs> did you even listen to my episode zero, Brett? <laughs> I purposefully didn't because I want I want the uh, I want the discovery of the character through this character. Wow. What? You know what? I haven't listened to yours, so we're doing great on the couple spectrum. Anywho. <laughs> Who's next? Who's next to bear their soul? Yeah, I mean, nude, at least you have like a community, you know. Um, you know, where I come from, I kind of don't fit in anywhere. Um, you know, this is like kind of the first time I really feel like I have people I belong with and I feel like we keep losing them. You know, we lost Maya and then, you know, Gareth is kind of stuck inside Dr. Turtle. That's not really Dr. Turtle's not really our friend. Uh, I mean, you're our friend, Turtle, but I mean, I mean, you're just not you're not the one we came here with. Wait. And, and then, you know, now Zuri now Zuri's missing. Who's Gareth? Uh, we've been over this turtle. Oh, Wait, right. The person that's supposed to be inside me. Sure. Right, right. Like I'm inside Thorn and 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 Gray's inside Yasolga. You know, there's somebody inside of you. You just, um, you know, we think maybe you're a little bit too powerful for that that person. But you know, it is what it is. I just. I don't know. My point. My, my point is, is like maybe you know, maybe it's good to have people that maybe you can have a community with. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I feel awkward now. Manny, do you want to make a Gareth roll? See if Gareth pops through a little bit on this. Sure. Uh, can somebody? I'm. I don't have my dice on me, which is uh, very uncommon. Can Can someone roll me? Here. What color? What What color would you like? Oh. Uh. Do you You said you had clear glee, Clear. Mm, clear green. Was that? Yeah. I'll take the clear mm -hmm. green. Hell yeah. So okay. do you want to be rolling green. as Gareth or rolling as Dr. Turtle? 
Uh, As in, is a success Gareth poking through, or is a success Gareth not poking through? Okay, uh, I'll roll as Dr. Turtle, so a success would be Gareth not poking through. Okay. Four. Oh, wow. That's a four! Yikes. (laughs) So that's a fail. Um, And I think in the moment when Zach says, maybe you're just a little bit too powerful... Uh, for our friend, you feel this sudden surge of Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> um, Get back into character. Hold on. It's very... <laughs> it's really hard for me to do Gareth inside of Dr. Turtle because Gareth is very fast and Dr. Turtle is very slow. Give me a second. Tyrone, this is... We're getting to the down and dirty here. <laughs> Go! Yeah, Turtle, what's up? Hello, it's Gareth. Hi. What? Oh, God. All right, Turtle, that's not really very funny. What do you mean? All right, great, it's your turn. Spill your soul. (laughs) Well, all right, yeah, we're walking along, uh, and after a bit, he's just like, yeah, uh, I guess... I wanted to say to everybody, thanks for not asking about my name that much. Uh, well, you know, except for Suri, who kind of made fun of it a little bit. And But that was, it feels like a, kind of a long time ago. But it was yeah. two days ago. <laughs> feels like a really long time ago. Feels like months. Uh, but you didn't ever, yeah, everybody always, like, immediately asks... Like, why is your name Gray? That's not a people name. But, uh, you all didn't. You just kind of accepted it. So, uh, thanks for that, I guess. Um, yeah, my name, my name was supposed to be Gary, but, uh, they, they actually misspelled it on my birth certificate. So, it kind of stuck from there. But I think I like it now, so I don't know what I'm saying, but thanks for not being weird about it. I mean, I like it too. I I think it's better than Gary. Gary makes me think of Spongebob. I don't know. Yeah, what even is a Gary? <laughs> oh, you know, he's one of those other elder gods from our planet. Uh, and with that, I think the four of you guys... Uh, are looking at your map and you realize that you've reached the place where the glowing circle is. And you look up and you see a circus tent. And that's where we're going to end our game. Thank you everyone so much for listening to this week's story of a game called Quest. A Game Called Quest is an actual play audio drama of the tabletop role-playing game, Quest, created by T.C. Sodic. We are so excited to create this collaborative storytelling experience and share it with all of you. The amazing artists, actors, and my fantastic co-editor, Sean, work really hard to bring this project and these ridiculous games to the podcasting world so that you can listen to them. If you're feeling generous, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes or Podchaser. Uh, This, for a while, for the next 
couple of months probably, we'll be doing a giveaway for the next 10 people that tweet, Facebook post, or Instagram about the podcast. You'll win a copy of the Monster Manual, courtesy of a collaboration that we are doing with the fantastic J.N. Butler. Other than that, happy Pride, and I hope that everybody is having a great week. Thanks so much for adventuring with us, and be sure to join us next time on A Game Called Quest.